Welcome to episode number 36 of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Today we talk about all sorts of fun things and we start our brand new series called Killing the Zombies in Our Life. got an update today on the new Stargazer album that I'm working on. Talk about what Andrew's doing in school. Catherine went to the Newsboys and much, much more. Plus, today on the show, a special reading of a short story I wrote called Carl, the Littlest Zombie. Plus, a new song called Don't Want to Be a Zombie. So, stick around. It's going to get this is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Yes, my friend Jeff and Rico both have great podcasts. You need to listen to them. They're very, very fun and informative, and I just love podcasts. You know why I like podcasts? They remind me of radio on demand. When you can download your radio, like you know, it's really weird because now I have a DVR, and so when I'm watching, you know, TV and stuff, I can pause and rewind and you know, playback and all this stuff. And I tend to do that when I'm in the car listening to the radio. I want to stop and rewind and listen to something again. I can't. I guess if I had satellite radio, I could, but I don't. But uh, anyway, um, that's what podcasting is so cool about. It's like being able to download only the radio programs that you want to, and then you can take them out with you wherever you go. Thus, the idea of taking with you was born because I just thought I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of different things on my iPod and the convenience of being able to take it with me is such a great thing. So when I was looking for something to call my program because I wanted to be something that would um, make sense, I just thought, well, take him with you because I love to be able to uh, uh, give you a positive message that you could take God with you wherever you go and listen to some uh, something encouraging to live your life by, and uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, so there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Yeah, it's time for What's Happening at Rick's House on Take Him With You.
It's been quite a productive couple of weeks here at the Moyer household and lots of things going on and it's always fun to uh, update everybody on on stuff that's happening. I'm uh, really excited. You know, I've been working on that Stargazer album that I'm going to try and have out by Christmas time so you can get something for a friend or you know, I'm I'm sure that a lot of you know people that would really like a copy of something like that where they could put the earphones on and look up at the stars at night and kind of dream and think about life and so on and so forth. It's it's really quite a unique thing. In fact, I'm going to play for you a uh, sample of some of the music off of the CD and do a little narration. Of course, this is all subject to change because before you actually put the album out, you can change the titles and do some different things to it. And and uh, since I recorded this uh, promo, I've gotten a couple more songs done and in the can, ready to go. And I, I also have it uh, worked out to where I can get this on iTunes Amazon and Rhapsody so you can download it digitally or you can actually order a CD coming up. So that'll be kind of cool. I got to get that all uh, finalized, but uh, did find a place that'll do that for me and I'm excited about that. So take a listen to this. Let me know what you think. Maybe whet your appetite for Stargazer. takes you on a journey through the universe, exploring God's creation and imagining what worlds and what things await us in space. That's what Stargazer is all about. It's a brand new compilation of songs to travel through our universe with. I hope you enjoy it. It'll be out uh, soon. I've got five tracks done and seven more to come. Well, what you're listening to right now is, a, is one of the songs. And this one is called Maneuvering. Here's an example of the song Launching and Landing, where we actually take um, audio from the launch of a rocket.
Here's an example of one of the songs called Telemetry, where we actually use um, Sputnik audio. without the Big Dipper. This is that song right here. doesn't actually have a title yet, but uh, I'm still working on it. This one has a working title of Rings, as in Saturn's Rings. There's just a little sneak preview of some of the tracks off of the new Stargazer album. I'd like to have it out by Christmas time, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it done by then. But uh, there you go. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Rick at TakingWithYou.com. And thanks for listening.
coming soon from Moyer Multimedia, LLC. There you go. A little sample of the CD that's going to be coming out. Really a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Let's hope. Be very fun to get that out. Okay, let's see. Uh, what's going on with my household? Uh, Andrew's going to school at the college right now. And, of course, my one son, Nathan, is down at uh, George Fox University in Oregon uh, working in the film school down there or working in cinematography and stuff like that. Having a great time. I heard from him, just uh, talked to him last night a little bit. And he's having the time of his life. Um, Andrew, um, my middle son, is up at the college at Grace Harbor here, and he's in the carpentry class, and he's taking his uh, last two years of high school at the college. So he's taking some English classes and some carpentry classes and all that jazz, and he's having a great time. Of course, uh, it's a little crazy around here with the weather and stuff. They actually go out and work on houses while they're learning how to... uh, um, to uh, be carpenters. It's really cool. So they learn how to build a house from the ground up and do finish work and the whole schmear. And he's doing really well. He's so excited because he just, uh, he had an iPod and he lost it here a couple years ago or a year ago or so. And he just ordered a new one and it came today. So he's all excited about getting home from school and uh, putting all his music back on his iPod. Plus he has what's all seven seasons of the next generation in iPod format. So he's all excited about putting Star Trek on his, uh, on his iPod. <laughs> That's cool. I don't, it's, I can't help it. The geek wears off on my kids, you know? Yeah. Hey, Catherine, are you around here somewhere? I don't know. Catherine um, got to go see the newsboys in concert at the Puyallup fair. And uh, I, I wonder what, what she thought of it. I just called to see if she was around. Uh, is she is she coming in here? Maybe. Here she comes. Here she comes. Hey, come here for just a second. Okay. Come here. Here she comes. Ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Moyer. Hey, tell us about the Newsboys concert at the Puyallup Fair. Get down here. Talk. It was very awesome. Yeah? What what was it like? Um, Very cool. I don't know. <laughs> they had cool lights and everything? Mm-hmm. And what was different about the Newsboys concert this time? Oh, yeah. There's a new lead singer. Really? Who is that? I have no idea. Wasn't um, the guy from DC Talk, wasn't yeah. it? And what is Michael Tate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's cool. So that's awesome. And so he did the lead singing and everything. And you had really good seats, didn't you? Yes, we were like seven rows from the stage. It was really cool. Oh, I meant that was fun. And I should put a picture. Did you take any pictures? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, I'll put them in the notes so people can look at it. So do you recommend the Newsboys in concert? Very much. All right, cool. Thanks, Catherine. Okay, bye. See you later. All right, that's my daughter. She's cool. So she got to go see the Newsboys at concert in concert at the Puyallup Fair, and she had a great time. So uh, I'll put pictures in the in the notes. My wife has been really busy. Um, she has a job that she does data entry for, but she also uh, cleans houses for people. And uh, she had a really big job here last week and uh, had two straight days of cleaning, and uh, just did a fabulous job. The folks were really happy and. And the house looked beautiful, but I felt bad for my wife here. I guess I should clean more of the house. Did I say I'm not going to say that? Oh, no. She heard me. <sighs> i got to be careful. She's sitting in the next room. I'm not going to say any more about that. Just anyway, she did a great job, and I'm so proud of my wife. She's been really cool. Since we did this big career change and we're doing the uh, podcast full-time, she's gone to work full-time, too. And so uh, I do odd jobs doing photography and uh of course, you know I have Moyer Multimedia, which you can find at moyermultimedia.com, 
where I uh, make some money on the side doing some music and doing some uh, photography and uh, web pages, different things like that. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I am relying on the podcast to bring in the income for our house uh, because our goal in life is to encourage people. So eventually we're hoping that Amy won't have to work um, uh, in the data entry stuff, but she can help me more with the podcast and doing some uh, really cool things coming up in the future. We've got a lot of ideas and goals, but uh, right now the support isn't up to where uh, we could be able to pay all of our bills with it. But it is growing, and we really appreciate it, by the way. If you um, can help out a little bit, that's awesome. You know, we are a business, and we're not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. You don't get a tax deduction or anything like that. And even though we do talk about spiritual things, and of course I talk about God a lot, um, this isn't like a, a ministry that that you know people would say you know send in your tax deductible donations. But you know if if it blesses you and you really like it and you look forward to it, then I just I really hope that you would help support it a little bit. You know if everybody that listened because we have. Um, hundreds of listeners. I mean, we have thousands of programs downloaded on a, on a monthly basis. Hundreds of listeners. I know that. Um, and if everybody that listened that really got something out of it sent in twenty, thirty, forty bucks a month, we would have more than enough to pay our bills, and then do some new things with the program that we're looking forward to doing. So, if you feel like it, go for it. That would be awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, we've got great things coming up today. Uh, don't want to uh, delay that any longer. We have words of wisdom coming up. Uh, we've got uh, a big deal about uh, 10 characteristics of zombies. That'll be interesting. A short story called Carl the Littlest Zombie and a song called Don't Want to Be a Zombie. It's all about zombies. It's zombie month. That's what it is in October. You know what I mean? And uh, we're talking about killing the zombies in our life. Today's Zombalicious. <laughs> Stick around. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. I'm a television junkie. And the real world stumps me I got a lot of problems Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is... No, I was going to say this is Angela <laughs> That wouldn't that work That wouldn't be No, because I'm not Angela <laughs> And I'm not Jen <laughs> <laughs> And you're not listening to the Anomaly Podcast No, you-, you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick Oh, let's do that, okay 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 uh, go, go ahead Okay you do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. Just say hello. This is not Jen. And no, this is not Angela. And I say, this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say, you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to... Yeah, fill in the blank. That works. It's like magic. It is. It's magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> 
Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would, in fact, be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Rick! (laughs) When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at (laughs) A-N-O-M-A-L-Y-Podcast.com. It was like the best accidental promo ever! I know, it's what we're good at. Yes, they have a newer um, podcast up about uh, the anomaly of Shindig, a Firefly episode. You got to check it out. Very funny. Okay, it's time for words of wisdom on Take Him With You. Today, we are in 1 Thessalonians, and I believe we are in chapter 4 now. And this is from the Message Bible. Here we go. One final word, friends. We ask you, urge you is more like it, that you keep doing what we told you to do to please God. Not in a dogged religious plod, but in living, spirited dance. You know, the guidelines we laid out for you from the Master Jesus. God wants you to live a pure life. Keep yourselves from sexual promiscuity. Learn to appreciate and give dignity to your body, not abusing it, as is so common among those who know nothing of God. Don't run roughshod over the concerns of your brothers and sisters. Their concerns are God's concerns, and He will take care of them. We've warned you about this before. God hasn't invited us into disorderly, unkept life, but into something holy and beautiful, as beautiful on the inside as the outside. If you disregard this advice, you're not offending your neighbors. You're rejecting God, who is making you a gift of His Holy Spirit. Regarding life together and getting along with each other, you don't need me to tell you what to do. You're God-taught in these matters. Just love one another. You're already good at it. Your friends all over the province of Macedonia are the evidence. Keep it up. Get better and better at it. Stay calm. Mind your own business. Do your own job. You've heard all of this from us before, but a reminder never hurts. We want you living in a way that will command the respect of outsiders, not lying around sponging off your friends. And regarding the question, friends, that has come up to about us of what happens to those already dead and buried, we don't want you in the dark any longer. First off, you must not carry on over them like people who have nothing to look forward to, as if the grave were the last word. Since Jesus died and broke loose from the grave, God will most certainly bring back to life those who died in Jesus. And then this, we can tell you with complete confidence, we have the Master's word on it, that when the Master comes again to get us, those of us who are still alive will not get a jump on the dead and leave them behind. In actual fact, they'll all be ahead of us. The Master himself will give the command. Archangel Thunder, God's trumpet blast. He'll come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise. They'll go first. Then the rest of us who are still alive at the time will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Master. Oh, we'll be walking on air. And then there'll be one huge family reunion with the Master. So reassure one another with these words. There you go. First Thessalonians chapter 4 from the Message Bible on Take Him With You. Hello there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. All right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the... Pre- Mark? All right, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. And we like to talk about... Crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? 
Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we've already had a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) Well, all this month of October 2009 is Killing the Zombies in Our Life Month. That's right. Going along with the theme of October, or as some people affectionately call it, Rocktober, we're going to talk about the whole zombie culture and how sometimes we can be zombies ourselves. How do you kill the zombies in your life? That's what we're talking about today. Just stick around. You're going to like it. It'll be very fun. All the time that I was growing up, I was fascinated by monsters and that type of thing. I liked science fiction a lot, too. It wasn't as scary, of course, until they started combining horror movies and science fiction together. And then you get stuff like Alien. My goodness. Uh, Oh, by the way, I wrote a funny song about Alien um, to the Bee Gees. uh, I did a parody song to the Bee Gees Staying Alive called Staying Alive all about the the alien movie. You can check it out over at uh, christrocks.com slash parody and then download uh, Staying Alive. It's free. It's fun. But I was fascinated by this kind of stuff when I was a kid. In fact, I remember loving, um, like, with the makeup in the movies and how they made monsters and, you know, they developed all this different cool stuff where they put they glue stuff to the guys' faces and, you know, they'd use makeup and make people look like, you know, monsters and stuff. And I just thought it was fascinating. I don't know why um, I liked it so much other than it was just kind of cool. You know, monsters kind of, they kind of got their revenge on, they, they were like the outcasts who got revenge on all the people that kind of did the status quo. And, uh, I don't remember being really into zombies as much as they seem to be very popular now. But I did do a, a really interesting poll on Facebook, and I'll be sharing that next week on the show, about uh, what would you rather be, a zombie or a vampire? And that will be interesting. Plus, next week we're going to have a great, uh, you know, that great game show, uh, The Hating Game, with your host, Bob Urank and... Uh, It'll be interesting. I, I believe Count Dracula and a zombie will be uh, facing off on that and be an interesting show. So you, you want to uh, stay tuned for that and, and uh, download the program next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I believe next week's program is going to be called uh, Life After Death Stories from the Hereafter. Today, though, is Zombalicious Day. 
Who wants to be a zombie? I got to thinking about our culture and how we live in the world today and how it's really interesting. It seems to be that there's so many people that want to be different that we've created a whole culture of people that are different but are the same while being different. And so they actually kind of blank each other out because they they try so hard to be different that they basically become the same. Boy, that's deep. <laughs> I don't mean for it to be that deep. I was just... Anyway, I just think it's really interesting how um, sometimes we can get so into living that we don't live at all, that we just kind of go through the motions. We get up, we eat food, we we um, you know, we go to work or school or whatever it is, and we just go through the motions and we kind of do the same thing every day. And life is just kind of boring or it just it just becomes mundane. And I don't think that's how God wants us to live our lives. I don't think that God ever wanted us just to live a mundane mellow, weird, kind of selfish life. I really believe that God has so much more for us. And, you know, when I read the Bible, it it, it motivates me to not become or, or not just settle for the status quo and just be a zombie in life and just go through. You know, the dictionary defines zombie as this. This is interesting. I went to uh, dictionary.com. And it says um, zombie, um, noun, in voodoo, a body of a dead person given the semblance of life, but mute and willless by supernatural force, usually for some evil purpose, <laughs> the supernatural force itself. Uh, a person whose behavior or responses are wooden, listless, and seemingly rote, an automaton, an, ex- uh, an eccentric or peculiar person. Um, and it goes on. But anyway, all that to say that uh, it kind of describes us sometimes, doesn't it? Sometimes we can be a zombie. Now, of course, you know, there's all these zombie movies out and they're they're disgustingly gross, but some people really dig them. And uh, I think they're kind of funny because um, they're just so wildly crazy and uh, gross, you know. But uh, anyway, the zombie culture is kind of funny. Uh, but I want to play for you a short story that I wrote um, called Carl, the Littlest Zombie. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So take a listen. There once was a zombie named Carl. He was infected at a very young age. Not that many people know of the existence of child zombies, but they are real. This particular zombie, out of many, was one of the most thoughtful and conscientious zombies to grace the planet. It was a morning like most others, and Carl was sitting at the table. His parents had been out all night doing what zombies do, but his mother still had her obligations. Today, she was serving Carl's breakfast before school. Carl had a concerned look on his face, and with a flap of rotten skin falling to the table and a tuft of hair coming out, he looked up at his mother and stated, Why are we zombies, Mom? What's our purpose? Imagine that. A zombie questioning his existence. His mother mumbled in a tired voice, Why do you ask, Carl? Well... The kids at school were teasing me the other day, and they were calling me some pretty bad names. I didn't like it, and Bobby Parker pushed me off the tetherball court because I was losing some body fluid, and everybody laughed at me, and I got to thinking, what makes me a zombie and them not? His mother stopped for a moment and looked at Carl. He was only ten years old, and he had been given so much thought to the question that, well, it kind of scared his mother. This is odd, because most of the time, zombies are not scared at all. 
You are just different, Carl, said his mom in a moaning tone. It was hard enough to be awake at this hour, let alone philosophical, especially for a zombie. Like I said before, Carl was different than most zombies. Not only was he young, but he actually thought things through, which, for his mom, was uncomfortable. Zombies don't usually think about anything except for walking aimlessly and hunting humans. She responded curtly, Shut up and eat your shredded feet. Carl sighed and ate the rest of his breakfast. He grabbed his backpack, stuffed a few severed body parts in, and a bird carcass that the cats had caught the day before, and headed out the door. Oh, yes. He also put on the sunglasses he looted from the dollar store a few nights ago on a zombie rampage through downtown. In the post-apocalyptic fervor that ensued, many of the shops had been broken into so that the zombies could hide behind the merchandise and pop out at the appropriately scary and tense moments. During that time, Carl had found sunglasses on display and pocketed the silver mirror lenses with the black rims. Cool, he thought. He had seen the sheriff wear similar ones that he expected were much more expensive than the ones he had. Maybe if he carried a shotgun and ordered people around, the other kids would respect him. For now, he would just have to settle for wearing macho eyewear. They did look kind of like the ones that Chuck Norris wore. Carl liked Chuck Norris because he wasn't afraid of zombies. Walking down the sidewalk, he slightly drug one leg because that is what zombies do. This, of course, left a long skid mark in his wake. He hated that. No matter where he went, people knew where he had come from. He did never seem to catch a break. He felt so trapped in a life that had nowhere to go. He felt so dead, which he was. It was the same every day. School, home, nap, killing, maiming. There was never anything different. Oh, there was the occasional zombie-killing posse composed of local law enforcement and movie-like heroes, but they were far and few between. Oh yes, life was much different from the movies for a zombie. At school, Carl was learning about history. No zombies were ever mentioned. Not one. It was as though he and his people just didn't exist. Carl felt horribly misunderstood. The only things he liked about history class were the stories about adventurous people. They were really neat. He dreamed of maybe being the very first zombie explorer. Daydreaming for Carl was very dangerous, though. And if he let his mind wander, he would drool and moan unexpectedly. This, of course, would cause laughter from the other children and snap him out of his undead stupor. So was the ordinary life of Carl, the ten-year-old zombie. Was there any way out of his dilemma? Could he escape his mundane life of simply existing to kill and feast on human flesh? And was there anything more to life? Of course there was. But Carl had no way of knowing. He could only dream about what could be. No one around him challenged him to think any different. If he was going to change, he was going to need different surroundings as well as a change in thinking. He thought about making a tweet to his cell phone but then rethought that as zombies often lose fingers when texting. It was lunchtime, and as Carl sat all alone at a table in the corner, the other children mocked him, they with their hamburgers and salads, him with his rotting bird carcass and leftover elbow from the night before, sat going through the motions. It was at this point where Carl had an epiphany. 
he had had enough. It was time. He sat his food down and rose to his feet, then climbed onto the chair, then up onto the table. He wasn't the tallest zombie in the world, but standing on the table, he towered over the lunch crowd. His plan had worked. Most people will turn and look at someone standing on a table, especially a zombie. He cleared his throat, and as the dust settled, a cockroach crawled down his shirt. He spoke clearly and succinctly, which is hard to do when you're a zombie. There has to be something more, he shouted. Everyone stared at him. It seemed like an eternity went by before one kid in the back of the room yelled, Sit down, you moron! Without even thinking, Carl yelled back, That's zombie to you, Mr. Z-O-M-B-I-E! Zombie! There will always be people who don't want to hear about change. Besides, this was the first time that a zombie had spoken out with words that were intelligible. The hush lingered, and he shouted it again. There has to be something more. He lowered his voice some and said, I know I'm a zombie, but I am not going to live this way anymore. People looked on in disbelief. You know, you are too, he said hesitantly. I see you following people you don't even know anything about. Your little caste system and the way the mob rules. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I don't want to be a zombie anymore, and you don't have to be either. Low whispers could be heard across the lunchroom. Some wiped tears from their eyes. They hadn't ever considered that. They were just as much a zombie as Carl was. They were actually worse because they knew better. They killed every day with their words, and they hurt with their feeding off of one another. They all complained and whined. They attacked the weak people on a daily basis. Many of them simply existed to feed their flesh. Could it be that a compassionate zombie's words were getting through to them? Carl's head was filled with excitement and dread all at the same time. This just wasn't done. He was forging new territory, and he knew it. He had a lot of change ahead of him, if he was going to make good on his promise. He was going to go against all he knew, but for freedom, it was totally worth it. Someone of his kind was bound to break the mold someday. It might as well be Carl. He may have been little, but his dreaming was big. Imagine that. A zombie with dreams. He knew that it would not be easy, but it would be worth it. And it worked. Oh, it wasn't without its problems, because although the student body started changing, Carl was still an actual zombie. Many embarrassing moments were at hand, like the time Carl was making a point at the pep assembly, and while raising his arm in the air to lead a cheer, it fell off. Still, it was worth it, because Carl finally felt alive, something which you can imagine is hard for a zombie to ever feel. It even had a physical effect on him, with his skin clearing up and his speech becoming much more articulate. The really great part, that was because of Carl's enthusiasm and his exposure to new circles of people, he was able to participate in experimental gene therapy, which helped him a great deal. His life took on new meaning because he realized that there was more to life than just going along with the crowd. There was a whole new world available to him if he only opened his eyes to new possibilities. You don't always have to be a zombie. A lesson that Carl, the littlest zombie, learned quite well.
There you go. Carl, the littlest zombie. <laughs> I had so much fun writing that. I actually wrote it while I was at Les Schwab having my, my battery uh, replaced on my PT Cruiser because it wouldn't start. Not fun when your car doesn't start. But uh, anyway, kind of an interesting story about little Carl and kind of questioning his existence. <laughs> Something that zombies don't usually do. Well, I hope you understand uh, the reason behind this podcast today is just kind of challenging us to look at how we're living our lives. And I do believe God created us to do something more with our life than just simply exist. And I, th I think it's funny. I, I wrote down 10 characteristics of zombies, and I'd like to go through them real quick and talk about them and how they relate to us. Number one, I think zombies are mindless. And it's really true. Uh, I think a lot of times... Um, you know, I've been accused. People have said, "Well, geez, you became a Christian and stuff, and you know, checked in your brains at the door." I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that true, honest uh, believers in Christ don't um, just turn off their brain. They use their brain uh, for spiritual things. And and I, I think sometimes people will say, "Well, you know, religion is a crutch and all this different thing, all these different things." They say, and I don't look at it that way at all. In fact. Um, I consider people that don't have God in their life um, not completely fulfilled because uh, the very person or the very God that made them isn't hooked up to them, and so they can't use their mind the way that they really could if they were hooked up to their Creator. So that's kind of how I look at it. But you think about it, uh, zombies are mindless. You know, they just kind of go on their on on a course, and they're not really exactly sure why they're doing that. I know some people that are like that. Not everybody, but there are a few people that are mindless. <laughs> Most of us aren't, but uh, there are a few. One of the other things that zombies are is they're stupid. You know, you would think that after a while zombies would figure it out, but they really don't. And that's, you know, a lot of people, uh, including me, I've done things over and over and over expecting different, the same thing over and over, expecting the same results or different results, and, and it never happens. You know, that's a definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's not how it works. You get, if you're going to have things... Um, if you want to be smart, you're going to change up your lifestyle. You're going to change up the way you look at things so that you get different results. It just it's how it works. But zombies, they're stupid. They just don't they don't learn from their mistakes. Learning from your mistakes is a good thing. And you know what? I've I've realized that failure doesn't necessarily mean devastation. Now, it hurts at the time when you fail or when I fail. I don't like it very much, but you know I learn an awful lot when I fail. I learned I don't want to fail again, and I also learned some things along the way. So if I'm open to the lessons that I learned while I'm failing, the next time around, perhaps I'll do things a little bit different. I don't want to be a, a zombie and be stupid. Number three, zombies are into mob rule and have no personal direction. You know, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you have to. In fact, some of the most um, talented, gifted, and impact type of people in this world are people that that don't go along with the crowd, but they go with what they were created to be and do. And, you know, sometimes that's, well, actually a lot of times it's really important. You know, mob rule, when you get into a big group of people and they start to do the same things, you can get sucked right into that. You know, even in churches sometimes, um, people will just get so dogmatic about things. Uh, there's a big group of people together, and they just kind of they don't want to speak out and say, "Well, that looks kind of funny," or "Hey, that isn't right," for fear of the mob. 
because there's this mentality that comes with a large group of people. And I think we really need to rethink that because, you know, that's what zombies are like. They just kind of do their own thing. Uh, well, they don't do their own thing. They do the, the same thing as all the other zombies. They just kind of all, they do their thing. And that's not cool. And I don't want to be like a zombie. So I don't want to be into the mob rule. I want to have personal direction for my life. So that's why I spend time with God and, and I seek his face. Now, that sounds really weird. Seek his face. What does that mean, Rick? Uh, there's a face that you go looking for? No. That's a, a a term that people use in church for spending time reading their Bible, praying, getting direction from God, and just having peace in their heart about what they're doing. And uh, that's really important as far as I'm concerned in my life. How about this? Number four, uh, zombies moan and complain a lot. Well, of course, most zombies don't talk, but they, they moan a lot. You know, and they, they're just whiners. And you know what? I've been that way. I've been a zombie many, many times where I just kind of complain and have a crappy attitude. And, you know, a lot of times um, I, I don't have to be a zombie if I don't want to. I really am the only one that can change my attitude. Nobody else can. We are the only ones that really can change our attitude. God can even try. And if we're not cooperative with him, we don't change it. So really, we are the only ones that can change our attitude. We don't have to be a zombie and always complain. We could take some time to count our blessings. Not that zombies have a lot of blessings, but you know what I mean. How about this, number five? People avoid zombies. Yeah, that's one of the characteristics of them. People avoid them. Why? Because they're just no fun to be around. They're destructive and they're mean. And and they're not really good conversationalists either, you know? I don't want to be destructive. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be someone that people avoid. I want to be someone that people embrace and hear the message of hope that I have. So I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be have that characteristics of people avoiding me like a zombie. How about this one? They're not very clean and they smell. <laughs> That's just a practical one there, huh? You know, take a shower, put on some aftershave, you know, put on some perfume. You know, don't kill us with it, but... Uh, Zombies don't do that. They're they're very unclean, and they smell a lot because they're rotting all the time. You know, we're supposed to take care of ourselves, and so I think it's important that we do that. I don't want to be like a zombie. How about this one, number seven? They're rotting, and they lose their appendages. <laughs> Again, they don't take very good care of themselves, do they now? Of course, they are dead, but that's, you know, another story completely. <laughs> number eight, they don't have many goals in life. They simply run on instincts. Do you know that a lot of us do that? We live our life sometimes solely on our feelings and our instincts. And that doesn't really get us very far in life because as you can tell, sometimes our emotions can deceive us. We can be in we can be going on in life and 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 we feel really good about something but we we don't think it through and we don't look at it logically and sometimes well, I really think every time we should ask God about it because God will give wisdom that is beyond our natural understanding into into situations. And, uh, you know, you can make some really, really bad decisions when you just solely go on what you feel like. So it's important to look at all the aspects of it and get advice from some friends, the people that you trust and love, especially from God. It's important to ask his opinion on things. Very important, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so don't be a zombie and have no goals and simply run on instincts. Oh, we're on number nine. Are you ready for this? Uh, they drag their feet a lot. <laughs> you ever watch a zombie movie and they're always and they're pulling their feet behind them and everything. And, um, you know, 
I, I think a lot of times the characteristics of a zombie is people that put things off for a long time because they just want to go through their routine. Um, it's important that we kick ourselves in the butt, and which is impossible to do, but you know what I mean. Um, I think it's important that we don't drag our feet, that we actually get off our butt and do something with our lives because there's there's it's worth it. Zombies just kind of drag their feet. They don't really ever get anywhere. I mean, they do, but they're not. It's just silly. And they're always leaving this weird trail behind them, you know. So I think it's good for us to not be like a zombie. And then last but not least, number 10, they don't spend very much time in the light. Zombies don't like light very much. I mean, I guess they do in some of the movies. They're in, they're in daylight and stuff. But but what my point is, I think it's really important for us as human beings to spend some time with God. Or at least thinking about spiritual things, especially about Jesus. And what his impact on our life could be. Um, I'm not talking about necessarily going to church. I'm talking about having a relationship with Christ. Spending some time in the light. Many of us will fill ourselves with dark things all day. I mean, there's some movies that I watch that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have watched that. Or TV programs I go, oh, I have a bad feeling, but that just wasn't very good. Or there's this darkness that we fill ourselves over, complain all day, or we surround ourselves with people that are, just aren't really good for us, and we just get a lot of darkness on us. I think it's important for us as human beings to spend a little time in the light every day. And I'm not talking just about the sunlight. I'm talking about the S-O-N light. Um, I think that's important because if we don't, then we're a lot like a zombie. So there you go. You know, the fact is many of us have areas of our life where we act like a zombie. It's easier to just go along with the crowd and do whatever and just kind of exist and then pat ourselves on the back and say, well, we made it through the day. But it it isn't most, it's not the best for us, if if I can say that. Zombies really get nowhere in life. Don't be a zombie. Don't be a zombie. You know, I want to do something more with my life than just exist. There's got to be more. And I, in fact, know there is. So I just really encourage you, shake the dust off. Don't be a zombie. Open up your heart to the things that God might have for you. I want to play a song that I wrote um, called Don't Want to Be a Zombie. And uh, then I'll be back to pray for you right after that.
don't want to live a zombie life. My newest crazy creation there just for zombie month on take him with you. <laughs> I hope you got something out of it. Obviously I'm, I'm doing everything here tongue in cheek, but the message behind it is, is not, it's very serious. There's more to life than just existing. There's, there's way more to life. And I really hope that you got that today. Um, I'm really trying to encourage you and I to, to go on with life and do what we're called to do, make a difference in life and, and help people out and, and uh, explore the spiritual side of who we are. Can I pray for you? Father, I lift up every single person that's listening to the podcast today. And I pray, God, that you would help us not be mindless automatons, that we wouldn't be zombies in life. But God, that we would explore who you are and what you mean to us and how you've created us. God, I know that there are things on the inside of us that, that people might not even know that you want to develop and bring out and you want us to use our gifts and our talents and just be the person you created us to be you love us and care about us just the way we are but you have so much more for us if we'll only acknowledge you so i pray god that that every one of us would do that today god would you be with each one of us this week and help us to to see you in the little things in our life and we're we're so hopeful lord that um, that we would have direction and that we would have goals and dreams that you've planted in our hearts. That's what we want, God. So uh, we thank you. And I thank you also, Lord, for, for having a relationship with us if we only ask, if we only receive you into our heart, that we could uh, know you personally and close. That's so cool. Thank you, God, for that. You are awesome. Thank you, Lord, for my friends that listen every week and enjoy the program. I pray that they are blessed today because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go. Hope you did enjoy the show today. Of course, it was uh, zombalicious, I think. <laughs> How to kill the zombies in our lives. That's, of course, all this month on Taken With You. Now, next week, of course, uh, we are going to be talking about um, the afterlife. Stories of people that have died and come back, or what happens when you die, those kind of things. Kind of a ooh, kind of show. Uh, plus, of course, the game show, The Hating Game, with your host, Bob Uranks, Zombies versus Vampires. Which one would you want to be? And uh, do zombies take too much uh, flack? Find out next time on Take Him With You. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us, rick at takehimwithyou.com. Uh, my wife and I love it when we get emails. It's so important. It really helps us. Um, you know, I, I venture to say that... Um, even if you can't send a donation or if you can't help with the podcast or hire me to do something for you, we love feedback. We love to get emails. It really helps us. It's almost better than that. And not that I'm trying to stop people from doing that, but I'm just saying it's really important to get some feedback because it helps us to go forward and to do stuff that we're supposed to do. We really, really enjoy encouraging you. But just a little note encourages us to keep on going. So if you could, that'd be awesome. Rick? at takehimwithyou.com. That's Rick at takehimwithyou.com. If you have any ideas for a program or a topic that you'd like us to cover, we would be very open to that. Just email us, rick at takehimwithyou.com. And as always, head on over to the website. We have podcast notes there with all sorts of fun things in it. Pictures and stories and songs and you name it. We have all our links and stuff there at uh, takehimwithyou.com. TakeHimWithYou.com Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. And don't forget to take him with you.
Taking With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. And a special thank you to all those that contributed the last couple of weeks. We really appreciate the monetary donations and the wonderful feedback. 